Today's reading is from the 13th chapter of Matthew. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone who with ears listen. Then the disciples came and asked him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. The reason I speak to them in parables is that seeing they do not perceive, and hearing they do not listen, nor do they understand. With them, indeed, is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah that says, You will indeed listen, but never understand. And you will indeed look, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes, so that they might not look with their eyes and listen with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what is sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the words, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks, Lindsay. God, grace, God's grace comes to you in the prayer that we prayed. Um, God of the harvest, speak a word that will grow. That's our prayer today. Amen. I don't know anyone 
who is doing well right now. Even the most positive people I know have clear words to name this. I called my mom the other day and asked her how she was doing. She responded, well, Beth, I'm not flourishing. And a friend, Angie, replied to the same question, these days are not ideal. As decisions are being made about what school will look like in the fall, it's estimated that at least 25,000 kids in Minnesota still do not have access to the technology that they would need to co connect with online school. The inequity among us is more and more apparent. We don't have all the answers. Anxiety is in the air we breathe. There's no date we can hold on to just to get through. I heard this unconfirmed statistic on the radio yesterday that on average since March, people in America have spent 172 hours drunk. A veil has been pulled away and we see things as they are, things we need to see that need to be revealed like systematic injustice, ill health, spiraling grief, distrust in government leaders, and more than a few times we have asked, God, where are you in all of this? We sent a survey out a couple days ago via email to you. And by the way, thank you so much for completing that. We have over 200 responses so far. And if you haven't completed it, we'll pin it in the comments here and you have full permission to do it right now during worship because it only takes like three minutes. When I reviewed your responses so far, I, re I was reminded that we are one church community, but we are a collection of people with varied experiences, environments, and opinions. And this can make it more difficult when making collective decisions for the whole. Some of you are more than ready to come back to church right now with safety protocols. Some have clearly said you'll consider it when schools are back in person, and some will wait for the vaccine. Clearly a sense of concern for each other, but we are also weary, wanting to fill the need of community that we don't have now in our distancing. One of the questions that we asked in this survey is, what are you missing most about church? Using different words, we all said the same thing. We are missing each other. The casual conversation, the ability to walk in and sit down and connect with people. There's new members who are just yearning to meet more people and connect here in community. The checking in with meaningful conversations, the tangibility of faith through people and music and sharing the sacraments the rhythm of worshiping and gathering in community because we need time to process, to be together. And it is more difficult now because we don't know exactly when this will come again. Jesus is a teacher this week and he is right by the sea, a crowd so big that Jesus needs to get into a boat so he can be seen and heard by all the people swarming up against him, eager to hear something about the world they are living in and what they are facing in that moment. 
yearning to hear something that would land on their heart as good news, a reminder that they are not left abandoned. But Jesus, the teacher, is not known for clear object lessons. Jesus teaches in stories which are called parables, as Pastor Joel said. We're going to hear a lot more of these in the rest of 2020. The word parable actually means to throw alongside. These parables, then, are meant to disrupt and provoke thought and intermingle with all the things that we are experiencing right now. These teaching stories don't come with answers, though. They only offer tangible details of this world that seem, to, that seem to sail in the wind only to plop themselves down later when we think we have already resolved things. This is a long story. Thank you, Lindsay, for reading all of those 23 verses. Jesus teaches, talks with his disciples about what this sowing means, and then begins to unpack his teaching. We hear that God's kingdom will be understood by some, but not all. But there is a mystery to God's presence in this world. It's hidden. It's not always simply stated. It can be easily missed and misinterpreted. And it doesn't wield power, but rather quiet presence. Even the disciples seem to squirm trying to understand all of this. There are a couple details of this story that seem to catch us today. Jesus does not speak of God's kingdom as an easy win, a well-devised plan to follow to ensure a bountiful harvest. My goodness, the seeds fly and land everywhere, and Jesus is clear, a lot of those seeds will not grow and will not grow according to plan. The train is rocky and dry. Seeds get eaten and destroyed and don't line up in straight paths. There's a hymn in our hymnal that begins, Lord, let my heart be good soil. And so we hear this parable and think, I want to be the good soil because that's where the growth happens. But do you know what good soil is? I asked my farmer friend, his response a deep layer of topsoil, high in organic material with a good blend of minerals to help maintain good fertility. It should be moderately well-drained, which means the texture should be a mix of fine particles like clay and coarse particles like sand. Good soil's a mess and an intermixing of textures and compounds, both alive and dead. You know what organic material is. It's decay, it's manure. Good soil is found in the places of death, Rem remnants of things that have been, an intermixing of things that don't typically go together. When tiny seeds land in this untidy, fertile place, they grow. I really think, dear people of Mount Olivet, near and far, that we need to hear this word today. We just cannot see the harvest of what is being sown 
right now. But we can receive the promise that our laments, the disappointment, the death, the grief, the anger, the weariness of the world is where seeds will grow. Not because we make it happen, but because this is where God's kingdom chooses to emerge, human and divine, earth and heaven mingling to form the place where new life will come, where all people will be fed and nourished. In the first section of his teaching, Jesus begins by saying, listen, it even has an exclamation point. The word in Greek is actually behold or lo. It's a biblical declaration that is meant to grab our attention. And this little word appears many times in Matthew, often before an angel appears or a heavenly word is spoken. In Jesus' ministry, this word occurs to hearken humanity into God's presence. It's a word that foreshadows miracles and healing. Jesus is saying to us, hey, weary people gathered in so close, there is a word here for you. Jesus ends this little chunk of teaching saying that with anyone with ears, listen. Erica Nolte, who leads our kids and family, has this blowhorn that she uses in vacation Bible study to signal it's time for groups to move to the next place because these kids and adults are scattered all over the building and outside. I'm going to give it a try. I guess, was that three blind mice? I don't know. <laughs> it was supposed to be, oh, come all ye faithful. I have, I have some work to do. But may this word from Jesus be that signal that echoes from this sanctuary that we all yearn to be filled. May it come to every outside deck and kitchen table where you are still in your pajamas sitting on the couch. Maybe you're walking your dog or sipping coffee while your kids are getting squirrely. Anyone with ears, listen. We cannot do this time on our own. We need each other along the rocky soil in this dry time of isolation. We need each other to form this good soil made up of so many human things. The word is spoken today. Seeds are being hurled and sown even still. The good soil will be found in the fields of disappointment and crumbling expectations watered with tears in our yearning. Even as we are apart, we are being brought together, formed and nurtured by a promise of God that will grow 30, 
60, 100 fold. Amen. We sing now together. <laughs>